Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. We are eager to offer amazingly competitive prices, plus an additional $1,000 Costco discount on all new Cherry Hill Volvos. When leasing or purchasing a new or certified Cherry Hill Volvo, you become a valued part of our team. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krepnick, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. WPHD, WPHD, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The revolution will be broadcast. This is the next generation of talk. Now, so very pretty. All right, welcome back live from the Grand Hotel of K Bay, New Jersey. Yes! What an amazing, amazing crowd we have today. I just, uh, real quick, I met a guy who's on the job, law enforcement officer. I. Can I give you a shirt, though, at least? Can we give you a Zulu Army shirt? All right. Can you catch? Because that's the rule. you got to be able to catch. All right. You look like you need an XL, I'm guessing. I mean, you're ripped. All right. You got an XL? All right. See, we, the rule is you got to be able to catch it. You don't have to do that. I'm happy to do it. All right? It's an honor for you to wear that. Thank you. Stay safe, okay? God bless you. All right. We're going to do more of that. All right? We're going to do more. But I got to go to my buddy, Wilfred Riley, because he's waiting right now. Well, first, wait, actually, first, before, Prof, just hang on one second, Doc, because Ray is coming to the broadcast with his liberal wife. Ray, are you on your way? Yes, I'm on my way with my liberal wife. We are now uh, on the Garden State Parkway, uh, approximately okay. 24 miles away from you. Uh, I see you're throwing T-shirts. You don't have to throw T-shirts to her. We just have to hand it to her. It's a birthday weekend. Uh, she tried to delay me, but I made it. I, 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 I made it. So happy. It. I dropped the kids off to the in-laws, whatever they feed them tonight. That's their problem. I made it. Right. I'm coming. I agree. Uh, good. Listen, we can't we wait to meet you. State. And the liberal wife. So, so we'll see in about what half hour you said. Uh, uh well, it, uh, this GPS is saying twenty six miles. So I'll be there five forty one. Hopefully, right, I have a room. All right, I don't know. If I don't have a room, tell right. Henry to book me a room. We'll, we'll try to get your room. We'll see. If we know we got a guy. All right, Ray. Listen, thank you, buddy. Drive safe. We'll see you soon. I'll see you soon. All right. Can't wait to meet the liberal wife. I can't wait. All right. Dr. Wilfred Riley, he was the author, of course, of a new book coming out, Lies My Liberal Teacher Told Me. I don't know if it's the same person or not. Hello, Professor uh, Riley. How are you today? Uh, doing pretty well. What about you? Well, we're live in Cape May, and everybody's having a great time, and most of the people here are drunk, so how do you think we're doing? <laughs> Uh, probably probably better than me. I'm in my office right now uh, sending emails to an insurance company. <laughs> that doesn't sound like much fun. All right, we got a lot to talk about with uh, college campuses and uh, what's going on. The level of hatred by these college kids out there, uh, the level of support for Hamas and these terror attacks. Uh, somebody put it best, you know, for years colleges have been telling students about microaggressions and here you have these students out there chanting in defense of Hamas. It's, uh, it's, it's really an upside down time. What, what's, your, what's your sense of all this? Well, I mean, I, I think it's a big deal. Like, this is Klan rally level stuff to some extent. When people are actually chanting, you know, from the river to the sea and waving Hamas flags, don't exaggerate. We've seen one or two uh, Daesh, which is ISIS flags in the, the rally pictures. And I, I think this is a useful reminder that people often believe what they say. I mean, as an academic, even as a business consultant, I've, li I've been in a lot of meetings where people are trying to interpret what Osama bin Laden, for example, meant. 
And they're reading through his comments like the Quran compels me to fight the unbeliever and kill the Jew. And they're saying, well, what they're really seeking is some land concessions and so on. And my impression has always just been as a simple man, like maybe he just thinks the Quran is telling him to kill Jewish people and fight the West. So it's, it's the same with a lot of this stuff that we're seeing come out of the campus. Like when people are talking about decolonization, what that means in practice is get rid of all these white and other people living on Indian land. I mean, when people say that they're, they favor resistance and then participate in BLM-style riots or go to a Hamas rally, they mean that literally, like they favor fighting against the government of the USA or Britain or whatever. So I don't know. I mean, you have free speech in the United States, but I, I, hopefully it opens the minds. Like when you referred to your buddy's liberal wife. Hopefully it opens the minds of a lot of good faith teachers and iron workers and other union members that, that vote with the left just out of habit. Like, no, this is this is what they mean. Didn't really have a follow up there, but I mean, it, it is it is surprising no. to see like the Palestinian and the Hamas flags. No, it, it really is. And the <laughs> you know, the, there's an old saying, I guess, when people show you who they are, believe them, you know, the level of hatred that that they're showing, you say it's clan level stuff. I think that that's very, very accurate here. I mean, Hamas wants to kill the Jews. They, they want to they want to eradicate them, but they also want to eradicate. I mean, they, they would love to kill these infidel college kids, you know, they who, who support the, uh, the rainbow flag. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that, that's one of the funniest things about this. Like, when you see the signs that say, like, queers for Palestine or right. sluts for Palestine, we saw the other day as part of the quote-unquote slut walk. Like, I don't—people seem to be thinking that there's kind of one unified left that's fighting one unified right. So, like, all of the, the guys in suits are over here, and then everyone on the other side has kind of an ideology that brings them together and makes them friends. And, and even at the level of race, this, this doesn't exactly make sense. Like, if a black guy in Los Angeles walks into a Korean-American guy's store, they don't just slap each other in the ass and say, hey, teammate. But at the level of, at the level of like, gay rights and Islam, it becomes almost funny. Like, you, you do see these banners in the USA and Germany, like, feminists for Hamas. So I, I don't know if it, there's just a profound ignorance there or if people are so dedicated to their cause that they're willing to pick almost any allies. But, of course, yes, if you, if you actually went to the Gaza Strip, like Mia Khalifa would not be would not be well treated there. No, no, that's the that's the porn star you're talking about. Mia Khalifa, right, who came out in support of Hamas and said she hates the yeah. Jews and everything. Yeah, yeah, they, they would behead her. Well, yeah, and I mean, it, it's just this weird dichotomy. Like, she was posting these sort of raunchy Western jokes, like what Israel's doing is hard to swallow on Twitter with, like, her Palestinian flag talking about, like, going to do an adult shoot. She was a Playboy content creator and and actually got fired by Playboy. Like, all these, these porn companies were saying that she was too publicly offensive for them. But the yeah the idea that you could be a female sex worker in the Gaza Strip is not real. So <laughs> there's, there's a I mean I, that wasn't even intended as a joke. Like there, there's a suspension <laughs> of belief. Like we're fighting the white man over here, so anything goes. Right, um, right. Well, it's like and, and whatever the cause is today, sign sign me up for that. You know, if oh oh this is the cause, uh, I'm in. There's oppressed people. Well, then uh, then I'm on their side, obviously. And and then there it is. You know, and you and you don't stop for a minute to go. You know that you're next, right? If they get their way, I mean, you're you're next. You 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 do strip shows, you do sex shows, you have had sex with other women. Like they would love to kill you. They would make they put your head on a stake. They would they would be happy to do that. But, but people yeah, I mean, don't see that. I mean, I'm, I'm not a big porn guy, but I mean, I went to college. You know, Mia Khalifa's start in the adult industry was her having sex with a bunch of dudes while wearing a hijab. So, I mean, there's actually a fatwa out on Mia Khalifa, or at least there was, from uh, Al-Qaeda, one of the oldest and you know longest tenured Muslim radical groups, because right. they said that she was defiling good Muslim women. But... I think that there's a very serious ideology under the funny stuff here. And the serious ideology is essentially that all people and all groups are the same, culturally, genetically, everything else. Men and women are also pretty much the same. 
So when you see someone underperforming someone else, when you see like a drugged out homeless lunatic, what you're actually seeing is the result of oppression. The only reason someone would be doing so much worse than someone else is that someone hurt them. So when you see a criminal or a hobo or a terrorist, what you're actually seeing is a victim. And you need to kind of put that person on side and go look with him for the person that hurt him. In, In reality, this is just BS. Some cultures are worse than others. Some people have, unfortunately, that tendency toward addiction that destroys so many lives. But that's that's not the classical leftist idea. So when someone says in every situation there's an oppressor and oppressed, we're going to always fight with the oppressed. That's a really sweeping statement that would make a porn star or a prostitute side with Hamas. And when we talk about this as adults, it's not really that simple. Like in prison... I guess the guards would be the oppressors and the prisoners would be the oppressed, but no one in their right mind would side with the prisoners. It's just hard to tell that to a fanatic. Like, it's hard to tell a fanatic anything. Well, actually, I just I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of people on the left who do side with the prisoners. I mean, you got people out there trying to get Mumia Abu Jamal out of prison because they say this guy is a victim of the racist. I mean, everybody knows this guy is guilty. He did it. He killed Officer. Uh, I mean, Danny Faulkner. And yet it amazes me how his wife, Maureen, has to fly back from California every time this guy's in court. She flies back to Cal from California to deal with this guy in, in court. And you've got actors and celebrities and, and ice cream companies who are out there like, yeah, he's, you know, yeah, he's, he's innocent. There's this, this, this tendency, this cause celeb thing that occurs in these situations where they go, yeah, if somebody said he's innocent, he must be innocent. And there's no, it's like the same thing. They're not willing to check facts, details, read case files, read reports. I'll give you another great example. I mean, yesterday, Matthew Shepard's death came again. Oh, with yeah. The left speaking about how this was the worst gay hate crime in America. We named a law after him, the Matthew Shepard Stop Hate Crime Act or whatever it's called. And Matthew Shepard's death, while violent and tragic, had nothing to do with the fact that Matthew Shepard was gay. And yet we have built a, a lie and a narrative around this for 25 years to help advance the cause of the left and to help advance their, their consolidation of power. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I guess I would say, imagine what the George Floyd story will look like in 25 years. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you, there's, there's going to yeah. be at least one big budget George Floyd movie. I mean, I actually know some people in that business, and that's something that's been pitched, although so far rejected. So, I mean, one of the things that I realized writing my new book, uh, Lies My Liberal Teacher Told Me, and what's not Which is available for, for, uh, for pre-order <laughs> at Amazon.com, Lies My Liberal Teacher Told Me. You better order it today. Go ahead. Also at fine bookstores anywhere near you. But like, is a, it out yet? Is it wait? Whoa, whoa! Is it out? Uh, well, bookstore websites. It's not. It's oh, not oh, actually oh, on okay, bookstores. Okay, it won't okay. be. Won't be. Right. Won't be for more than a month. Good. Good. Good point. Good correction. But I mean, one thing I noticed when looking through kind of history for that book is that a lot of the stories from the past, like Matthew Shepard, comes to mind. Uh, for that matter, Emmett Till was brutally murdered, but two of the killers were black. A lot of the stories that we've heard over the years, over the decades about the past, aren't necessarily any more real than the stories we're seeing today. So, I mean, like Jacob Blake, Michael Brown, all of those people are now making their way into history books. Hands Up, Don't Shoot has two pages in the freshman year textbook I use. So you have to ask yourself, I mean, given how long there's been that fight between capitalists and Marxists in the West, is what we know about history, that it was impossible to be black in the U.S. North in 1955. Like, is that any more true than what we're hearing today? But that, that's a separate conversation. The, the idea of, uh, by the way, I had a free Mumia shirt when I was in college. You had one? I mean, just, yeah, just because I was stupid when I was in college. Right. Yeah, I mean, but like, there's, that's, a, that's a huge thing on the campus because most people who come out of American, just ordinary public high schools like we both probably did, or even the neighborhood Catholic school, are, are surrounded by kind of conventional liberal perspectives without even really knowing that. Mm-hmm. And this isn't like just the conservatives working the refs. It's kind of real. Like, I, I didn't think about voting for the Republicans until I was maybe 28, started making money. You know, 70% of young people are, vote in the leftward direction when they vote at all. And it's just because of that campus culture, like where people are walking around in Shea Guevara shirts, right. uh, free Mumia, free Palestine. 
I mean, you can buy the Palestinian flag in a couple bookstores on campuses here in Kentucky. And this isn't, you know, the most progressive state or the shirt with it on, whatever that college kid shirt is. Mm-hmm. So when you come out of that environment, you think that a lot of things are true that kind of aren't. And when you, again, start working for money and you read some Thomas Sowell or Friedman and you, you start hearing about this other perspective, you might change your mind. But I'm not, I'm not surprised at all that you're seeing crowds of kids on, on college campuses chanting, free, free Palestine. Because to them, Palestine is the oppressed, and so they're the good guy. But you are smart enough to know you were wrong and change your mind because you're willing to look at evidence and facts and form conclusions and realize that you were lied to, hence the name of the book, Lies My Liberal Teacher Told Me. A lot of them are not. There's another shirt that I saw in the uh, show The Looming Tower on Hulu, which is actually an excellent show. When they first tried to get bin Laden back in the late 90s, a popular shirt back then was a picture of Osama bin Laden with the words, you missed. And people in New York City used to walk around wearing that shirt. Oh, with, with, with Osama bin Laden's face on it, you missed. It was, it was, again, because it was like, oh, the big bad America tried to kill, you know, this poor oppressed guy in the mountains of uh, Afghanistan or, Palestine, or Pakistan, wherever he was back then. And, uh, and that was the thing. So that became the thing. So then you wore that shirt to show that you're on team Osama bin Laden. Yeah, and I, I think the thing is, it's important to realize, like, most of these people don't really know, like, the level of evil that's represented by, the, you know, the existential enemies of the West. So, like, when I had a free Mumia shirt, I didn't, I'll try to censor the cursing that comes naturally, like a bar or something, but, like, I didn't really know who Mumia was, like Mumia Abu-Jamal. Right. It was just, the idea was, you know, like... I think I bought it from a member of the Alphas fraternity who was doing a clothing sale. And the idea was just, yeah, you know, they hemmed that brother up. They threw him in jail. And I was like, oh, yeah. Well, I oppose black men going to jail for no reason. So you're not doing, like, when some bisexual college raver girl is wearing a Che Guevara shirt, she's not actually saying, you know, I stand with this cruel fanatic who killed gay people. Che is just a symbol. He's like the Nike sign for hippies. You know, you're saying, okay, I oppose the patriarchy or something. And you imagine that this guy would, too, because you're surrounded by these kind of semi-lies all the time. And kind of last thing, but I think that's why there's such a crazy reaction when you actually point out what goes on in these kind of conflicts that even we do, but that our enemies are far, far worse with. So, I mean, on Twitter today, I got into an argument with uh, Brianna Joy, who's Bernie Sanders' former chief of staff, I think. But pleasant, preppy black woman. But she posted a status saying, like, look, I refuse to believe that these videos of Hamas, like beheading babies and raping people, are real. These are just lies that are being put out to, to kind of show, to destroy the idea of an equivalence between Hamas and Israel. No one would do that stuff. This is AI. And, I mean, I responded. I was like, I mean, I'm a political science professor. Like, this is an interview with a Hamas fighter who explains, like, you know, they abuse female captives. And sometimes male ones, too. And... The idea was just like, no, I don't believe that. That guy's an Israeli agent. It's very, very hard to tell people that what they've existentially been taught, like the first 30 years of their lives, is wrong. And this goes into a lot yeah. of deep things. Like housewives, on average, say they're much happier than feminist businesswomen. You can pick either path as a woman or a man, but it, it's, it's tough to tell someone that the thing they've thought for most of their life isn't true, even if you're using numbers. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, like, well, think about it from this perspective, too. When uh, they learn that Hamas, for example, is doing all these things and there's also the tendency to wonder, okay, is this just the military industrial complex doing this to get us into war? Because, you know, we, we we have we have seen false evidence of things. We have seen lies of things. And so there are people who are skeptical at first who might say, all right, we got to make sure we get all the truth here, get all the details and make sure that this is what's really happening. But that's not the group we're talking about. We're talking about people here that are denying that Hamas is capable of doing these things. And that, that, that to me boggles my mind because this, I mean, Hamas is openly saying that this is what they want to do. Like they're like, it's, it's, it's their mission statement. You know, it's, a, it's like, here's the mission statement. We want to kill the Jews, the Catholics. And oh, by the way, other Muslims who we feel are infidel Muslims who don't live the, according to our version of, of Islamic law. I mean, literally the Republic of Iran was started because they, they said the house of Saud were a bunch of fake uh, Muslims 
Muslims, Fugazi Muslims. So, uh, you know, they want to destroy Saudi Arabia. I mean, the idea that it's just get rid of the Jews in the Middle East and everything's going to be kumbaya over there. There's another crock that I think these college students have been fed over time. Yeah, and it also, it all ties back to this one ideology where there's some good people and some bad people and there's no complexity. So, like, Israel is targeted by radical students and by terrorist groups for the same reason that South Africa was to some extent, because it's an easy case that you can separate into kind of the white colonizers versus the brown Arabs or something. Now, of course, Arabs are technically white, and the the whole region was colonized by the Arabs long before the Jews got there. But, like, I mean, some kid sitting around with a blunt in his hand doesn't want to listen to all this stuff. It looks like it's a simple case. So, like, South Africa was one of the least violent African countries during the period when we were placing all these sanctions on them and so on down the line. Like, they had racial tensions between their two major groups, but we could have just brought those people to the table as opposed to, you know, cutting the economy in half and all that. It was just, that was the target because it was whites versus blacks. And it's easy to say, even though, again, the blacks were the Zulus who've been known to fight, um... It was just easy to say, well, look at these innocent victims, look at these brutal oppressors. Of course, what's happened in South Africa is that now the black majority is in power and they're being just as oppressive because people are people. But no one wants to listen to some complex windbaggery that ends with people are people. People, people want to have their idea like, oh, look, you know, the, the, the old Boer flag is flying. That's the enemy banner. Tear it down. We'll put up our flag with the rainbows and the eagles. You know, so <laughs> we're seeing that with Palestine now. But yeah, Not I mean, Eagles, in reality, probably. Hamas is a almost apocalyptic group. I think they were the group that said we're going to turn the Middle East into a lake of fire. Yeah. Like they're they don't have legitimate normal goals. Yeah, their goal is killing all the Jews and all the Saudis. I mean, that's, yeah, that's and, it. And, it's not going to happen, but that that's what they want to do. Yeah, and, and so 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 the woke, the woke girl with rainbow hair at Haverford who goes by uh, they them is not going to fare so well in their in their jihad. You know what I mean? Uh, I think they're up there with Al Qaeda and I, I mean ISIS too. I mean, let's not forget ISIS. They wanted. I mean, that was their whole thing was to bring about a caliphate, the end of the freaking world. Like it, there was not there was no middle ground. I don't know how you sit down and have a conversation with people like that. I mean, it's one thing if you say, all right, you know, we're fighting over economy, natural resources, we're. Fighting fighting over this and we're fighting over tariffs. How the hell do you sit down and negotiate at a table with somebody who believes my purpose on earth is that my God wants me to behead you? How do you reason with somebody like that? Well, it's, I mean, it's pretty difficult. And that's why we have a very poor record. I've finished fighting in the Middle East for 20 years. I mean, we lost 20,000 men, killed half a million people. I mean, it's, it's very difficult to have a conversation with someone like that. But yeah, it, I guess if I have a point here, it's all people, certainly at the group level, are not in fact equal. I don't, I don't think that's genetic, but there are massive cultural differences. There are massive religious differences. For that matter, there are massive regional differences. I mean, in the South, people study half as much in the USA as they do in the North. They're better athletes. People are, people are different. And when you encounter difference, it's important to understand what it is. Like, Islam is a younger religion than Christianity. So a lot of Muslims genuinely believe that their duty is to fight for an all-Islamic world. It's called the Ummah. Like, the idea of the caliphate is that peace will come when there's one Islamic ruler over the whole planet, which is probably even technically true, but the, the point is that all the Christians and the Jews don't plan on converting. <laughs> so, in reality, this just leads to bloody wars every time someone proposes it. But if you, if you refuse to take the idea of the caliphate seriously, like if you try to tie this into your understanding of communism or feminism or some other glib left-wing cause, you're going to be what's called a useful idiot. Like, you're going to be doing things that will help advantage these people that want to destroy you. And we're, we're seeing a lot of that right now. And last thing, but this, this actually ties into some more serious stuff, like immigration policy, for example. Like, if people from certain regions of the world, certainly not the Saudis or whatever, but if people from, say, Palestine are very inclined to think that the West should be destroyed and they mean it, do you bring them in large numbers into the biggest Western cities? That's another question that you're never supposed to ask, but that you're starting to see people look at. When you see there was a was a march of 10,000 people in Montreal that got into a giant brawl with the Jewish yeah. community. Like, those are, those are real questions you have to tackle because people mean what they say. 
They do. They really do. And uh, last thing I want to ask you before I let you go. Uh, Yesterday, Dylan Mulvaney received the Woman of the Year Award. Now, I have two, two thoughts on this. Number one, I feel like at a minimum to apply for that award, you should have to chop off your penis. I think just as a, like as a, like as a minimum, like a minimum requirement. There should be an essay, but also I feel as if a chop should have to be required. Now, number, number two, even if you chop off your penis, you're still not a woman. But Dylan Mulvaney was up there going, no matter what I do, no matter how many surgeries I get, no matter how many outfits I wear, the haters will never accept me as a woman. And what I said was, no, I'm sorry, science will never accept you as a woman. But we're the haters. Yeah, yeah no, we're, we're not the haters. I mean, it, it's not especially difficult to figure out what a woman is. This, this, to me, is one of the craziest things that's going on in society right now. Uh, one of my friends, Tay Day, online, actually commented on this and was like, you know, the mo- the woman of the year has that D. Like, these beauty standards are getting more and more unrealistic for us women. And it was just pretty funny. Like, how am I going to get one of those? And, I mean, thousands of people were, you know, commenting and, you know, roasting that Dylan. But this, this, I think, is something else like the idea that people mean what they say that normal citizens are going to have to stand up and start talking about. This is, this is the second year in a row that a man has won woman of the year, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, Rachel right, Levine right. and then Dylan Mulvaney. Rachel Levine and then Dylan Mulvaney. Woman of the year. And, you know, I would be very, very upset. I mean, I would think women would turn around and go, you couldn't find one of us? I mean, there's how many billions of us in the world? You couldn't, you couldn't pick one of us to be woman of the year? I mean, that's to some extent, like, if you're, if you're being a little sexist as a guy, this is pretty funny. I mean, like, you know, one of the best-known models in the country the year before that, a flag-ranked admiral. I mean, like, the guys are great at being women. You know, it's that male aggression. We're just going out there. We're taking all the prizes. You're not winning first place in that bike race while I'm here, lady. You know, so... <laughs> You know why? It's because we're still better drivers, whether you identify as a man or... (laughs) Oh, lighten up, people. Wait 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 till it comes to the WNBA. That's all I'm saying. We'll make it watchable. You know, there'll be six foot nine women out there throwing behind the back bounce passes. Big, you know, black and Russian guys. I mean, gals. It's going to be amazing. You know, like, but obviously the point of this, like where, where men are on the phone at a party event making fun of the woman of the year. Like, yes, if I were a woman, I would be absolutely outraged by this. And I think that a lot of normal people who are probably nicer than me or you, whether you're talking about just regular women, whether you're talking about those kids on a college campus who understand what Hamas is, whether you're talking about like nice kind of milk toast bosses that are watching, you know, people they might hire do this stuff. Ordinary people have to stand up and start saying, no, this is absolutely crazy. Like, just like we did with the worst stuff on the right prejudice 50 years ago, we're not going to put up with this right now. Like, of course, the, the most significant woman in this country doesn't have a penis. And when that happens, I think this stuff will recoil back into the box really quickly because most people know women don't have penises. Right. And I, I'm tired of having to lie and pretend like that, you know, the truth doesn't matter because I think that truth matters. There, there, there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a point to truth in life and to have to lie about that. It's like I said, you know, if I, I could get scales put on my body, I could have a, a tail surgically put on my body, gills, put, I'm, I'm still not a freaking fish. And like, I'm not going to turn around and go, you haters, no matter how many fish surgeries I get, you people will never live. Because if somebody lets me swim, Across the ocean, I'm going to drown. I'm not a fish. And it's just, can we, we just have to be able to say that. But really, truth for its own sake was something that I learned a long time ago when I joined my fraternity in college. Truth for mm-hmm. its own sake is a virtue. Period. And that's not a bad thing. Yeah, no, that's, that's exactly right. I mean, it's not just that truth is good in and of itself. It's that truth is that thing which lets reality be known to everyone. So if you're not allowed to say things in kind of the exchange of ideas that are accurate, the exchange of ideas is incomplete, and people end up believing things that are less good in almost the Christian sense than they otherwise would. 
So I, I think the saving grace here is that no one actually believes any of this stuff. Like, I think I told you, probably even before I got on the air once, that on one of my social media pages once, I posted an actual academic survey monkey link, and just totally anonymously, like there's no way you could be identified, asked people, do you believe that, for example, some women have nine-inch penises, which is an old joke from Gadsat. There were like three or four questions, and the percentage of people that said yes was like two. It was 1.9. I expected it to be about 30. Like, I have like my kind of bro audience, but also all their, you know, feminist girlfriends and wives. Like, I didn't think it was going to be two, but that's what it is. Like, a very small group of people are saying a lot of this crazy crap, like Hamas are the peacemakers, and everyone else has been kind of silenced into pretending they believe it for maybe four or five years now of kind of this weird cultural frenzy, like the golden statues of George Floyd and so on. And I, I think that's ending, and it's up to normal adults to help end it more quickly. So let's do that. Let's do it together. All right. Always a pleasure, my friend. Listen, lies my liberal teacher told me. Pre-order it today. This is a guy. You got to read his stuff. Dr. Wilfred Riley. Thanks, buddy. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. Talk soon. It's the 5 o'clock happy hour. Happy hour. Brought to you by the Oceanfront Grand Hotel of Cape May. Save 15% on midweek stays, Sunday through Thursday. Now till December 31st. Just mention the promo code Zioli at GrandHotelCapeMay.com. Where's everybody going, by the way? Where are you going? Bathroom? Bar? Okay, I'm going to do a Zioli Army t-shirt uh, throw. Is you guys leaving? Everybody leaving? Is the bar. They run to the bar. I love it. I love it. It's the greatest audience in the history of radio. We fight for freedom, we fight for liberty, and we fight to get ahead of everybody else in, at the bar. Like, I gotta, get, I gotta get there before that guy. What, can you, I gotta throw. I'm gonna throw in a couple minutes. I gotta, I gotta work on my pitching arm. Uh, I'll tell you what, I, you know, it's, it's not easy to admit when you were wrong, and uh, I give uh, Wilford Riley credit for admitting that he was wrong as a college kid. Like, I think that that's great. I was, too. I mean, as a college kid, I, it wasn't until I read Thomas Sowell that my eyes were opened up, which is why I think he should be required reading for every single high school student in this country. And I'll go a step further. I think that if a school does not have Dr. Thomas Sowell's books, we should scream that there's a book ban and demand they carry them. What do you think? I love Thomas Let's Soul. do it. We love Thomas Sowell. All right, I'm way late here, though. I got to do this. I got to do a live read. So, when you are involved in an accident, you need a lawyer to help you maximize your recovery and get the fair value of your case. Don't assume the insurance companies are going to take care of you and value your case fairly. Insurance companies are big businesses, and they are concerned with one thing, and that's their bottom line. So, you need my buddy. You need the law offices of Thomas G. Skopinich. Tom has been serving the greater Delaware Valley for over 25 years, and he's helped many clients. With offices located in Lansdale, Montgomery County, Pennsylvania, let Tom help you maximize your recovery and get the fair value for your case. Prior to starting his own practice, Tom Skopinich used to work for and on behalf of insurance companies, which gives him a unique understanding when they are fighting your case. So contact Tom online today at scopelawyer.com, S-C-O-P-E lawyer.com, or call him at 215-624-2211, and get what you deserve. Tom Skopinich, scopelawyer.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. 
Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. The Zioli Show, on your schedule. From Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. All right. I want to thank Kathy Lorenzo. She's a baker, and she baked me Zioli Army cookies. Look at these, with the Zioli Army logo on them, huh? Oh, those are very impressive. Look at that. Very nice, right? She's got her bakery. She's on Instagram, at rollwitch.com. Me. Roll witch me. So, Kathy, thank you. That was very nice. You did a great job with these. Well done. I can't get my cheap-ass company to bake me Pillsbury cookies with a Zioli <laughs> Army logo. Sorry, dump that. Don't let them hear that. Shh. Greg is listening to Don't them. tell Walter I said that. And don't tell the corporate chill Darth Stalker. <laughs> but it's true. Just like Justin Trudeau is Fidel Castro's bastard love child. <laughs> That's not true. That's... The official stance of the Zioli uh, show is that Justin Trudeau is the son of Pierre Trudeau. <clears throat> Allegedly. He's... <laughs> Justin Trudeau's a bastard love child. I just said I had to say it, okay? I had to get it off my back. He is not. Yes, he is. We all know he is. All right, welcome back. We're happy. You guys having fun? Everybody having a good time? All right. I got, a, uh, I got, a, I got a one more small Zioli Army lady shirt. All right, come on up with orange there, because I can't throw to you. Here we go. All right, here we go. You got to catch this, okay? There you go. Boom! Nice catch. I still have beanies, though. I got hats. I got hats. All right, we're going to throw these out. All right, let me throw one in the back. Here we go. There's no way it's making to the back. These are not aerodynamic. Oh, these are not aerodynamic. That was incomplete. I'm going to need help throwing hats. All right, here we go. I'll try like this, like a Frisbee. Here we go. Ready? Oh, that actually oh, worked pretty well. I hit the chandelier and it broke. The whole chandelier <laughs> just came down. <laughs> you were right, Melissa. It's about $42,000 of damage I just did there. Ask me if I care. I don't. All right. All right, here we go. Ready? All right, here we go. Wait, am I lefty or righty? Hang on. Here we go. This is great radio. This is... Whoa, look at that. Oh, Bob! <laughs> He's like, I don't want this. You damaged his chandelier. Yeah, it's only you, right that he gets. You a broke hat. my chandelier. You drink all my booze. You eat my food. I'm not. I don't want your stinking hat. All right, here we go. Ready? Here we go. Whoa! I think a frisbee. Punch! Just clock him in the face. Punch him in the. That's what you got to do. You've been all warned right. not to hit the smoke detectors. Ah, either. All the smoke detectors. Or the sprinkler system. Don't okay. warn me to do it. You tell me to do so, not to do something. I'm going to do it. Like I'm literally going to aim for the smoke detectors now. <laughs> don't target the, the sprinkler. sprinkler system. At some point, you people are going to learn. Don't tell tell me the opposite of what you t- say. Hit the sprinkler, and then I won't. Uh, earlier, they said don't hit the chandelier, and you violated that rule. I literally did. That was beautiful. Uh, all right, we got an update on the speaker race. Now, here's where we stand right now. On a second vote, gauging whether members would support Jim Jordan on the House floor, the vote tally was, and don't groan yet because it's, it's actually good news, 152 yes and 55 no, which means Jordan has increased his support by 28 members. Right. Compared with the first vote in which he defeated Scott in 124 to 81 votes. So members are coming his way. What? I, I can't hear you, though, because I've got headphones on and you're not, you got to call the show. 855-839-1210. No, I, I can't hear. I got these headphones on. Uh, members have been advised that no votes are expected in the House until approximately 6 p.m. on Monday, October 16th. Am I working that day? Who knows? Uh, according to an email by NBC News to Majority Whip Tom Emmer's office. Okay, that's where things stand right now. So the good news is he's gaining traction. The bad news is he still doesn't have the votes yet. Okay, that's where things are right now. Um, let me share this with you. I would like to share this with you. Count Grand Stangela, Spartacus Booker, and the Tears of Rage Band. That's Cory Booker. 
He is a fraud. He represents New Jersey in the U.S. Senate. He has, Boo is right. He has now come out and said that he believes that Senator Bob Menendez should go. We have the audio of Senator Booker. Yep, calling on Senator Menendez to go. Cut number three. Do you think he should step down? Yes. But let me just say. Yes. And let me pontificate because I love the sound of my own voice. Go on, keep playing it. Go ahead. This is more personal to me than any other senator. Oh, shut up. It is not. Together for 10 years, he's been my senior senator. Nothing in these indictments uh, comport with the man I know. Mm -hmm. Their indictments are shocking. Shocking. Sensational. Sensational. And I defended him in his first. uh, uh, All right, that's enough of that. I got bored. But I'll tell you what. You got 20 seconds. I got 20 seconds in, in and I'm done with him the way that he grandstands. I will tell you, though, it is interesting to me. I have a theory, and I'm telling you right now, I've been in Jersey politics literally since I was in junior high school. I got involved in Republican politics in junior high school for a guy named, let's go, Brandon. Good job, my man. I like that with the Zeely Army shirt. I like it. So, you want to do a let's go, Brandon chip? All right, go ahead. Lead it, lead it, lead it. It's for Brandon Marsh, right? No, I'm just teasing. <laughs> All right, listen, I got involved in politics when I was in junior high school, and uh, I've been involved in Jersey politics my whole life. So Bob Menendez is guilty as sin. Everybody knows that. But it's the timing of all this that makes you think. Now, I have a theory I'm going to share with you, and call me crazy if you've heard this before. The real president of the United States right now is a guy named Barack Obama. The doddering old fool who fell up the stairs again today is not really running the country. Where's my puppet? Bring out the puppet, DeSantis. Barack Obama is pulling the strings like the godfather, and Barack Obama hates Israel, and the United States of America for that matter. And Barack Obama wants to see, yeah, bring over Obama's puppet, Joe Biden. Here we go. And what we got to have is we got to have the puppet fall upstairs. I don't know if we can accomplish that, but let's put the puppet here right there. Okay. Now you say the following. Iran is good. Go ahead. Say that's what he does, right? (laughs) There's no evidence Iran did anything wrong. It's just like, you know, he just pulls the strings. (laughs) We're going to give him $6 billion. Iran did nothing wrong. And you go, how do you say all this? Because that's what his, his master, Barack Obama, wants him to say. Now go back to sleep. Get him some pudding. Can you guys, can somebody get me a drink at the bar? I just need pudding for the president's puppet. Uh, that's right. He does like his ice cream. You're right about that. Now, so Barack Obama wants to make Iran a nuclear power. Does that make sense to anybody in the room? Oh, right. Now, it's, like, it's one thing if you sit back and you go, all right, well, you know, Iran's going to do what Iran's going to do. But under President Obama, we said we're going to help Iran become a nuclear power. Think about that for a moment. And we're going to give them billions of dollars of money to become a nuclear power. It was around the same time that Bob Menendez on the Senate Foreign Relations Committee objected, put out some very forceful statements saying that Iran should not be allowed to get a nuclear uh, reactor. And he came out and he was very vocal about this. That's exactly the same time. Sir, do you need me to close these blinds for you? I feel bad. DeSantis, can you do something useful for once, please? And close the blinds. This poor man. I'm on it. You know, thank you. Where was I? So, um, by the way, we bust chops because we like each other. Don't send an email, uh, Karen. What's her name? Who's the one that sent the email? You stop. You stop. You're so mean to DeSantis. Actually, that's my mother who sent that email, I think. <laughs> Richie, why are you so mean to Matt? He works so hard for you. He's the best producer ever. Why are you so mean to him? Because we like each other. If I didn't like him, he wouldn't be here today, which is why Henry's not here. No, I'm just kidding. Henry, I love Henry, but he couldn't be here for whatever reason. Um, so anyway. All right, so... Menendez objects to that, and then all of a sudden the feds launch an investigation into him and 
Medicare payments, his buddy, Dr. Samuel Melgen. Now, they were ripping off Medicare to the tune of millions and millions of dollars. But the thing about it is everybody knew it was happening. He's going on flights to Epstein Island. He's going on flights. He's got hookers, the whole thing. Everybody knew he was dirty. But it wasn't until he came out against the Iran nuclear deal that the feds actually prosecuted Bob Menendez. Now, Again, he was guilty, and he's guilty now. But fast forward to what happened recently. The Joe Biden administration, the puppet, is told by Barack Obama, hey, Iran gets $6 billion. Okay. <laughs> Dad said to me, Iran's going to get $6 six billion. $6 billion. <laughs> what do you think would happen if you gave him a Red Bull? Then you would perk up. Hi, honey. Yes, I'm playing with a puppet. That's my wife, everybody, by the way. Bridget, if you want to say hi. Shut up. <laughs> Wait, can I, can I turn this on? Is it on? Hang on a second here. One second here. That broad is way out of my league, but I'm loaded like an oligarch like Jeff Bezos. It's all about money. And that I've got a bigger package than Dylan Mulvaney. <laughs> Compensation package. Get your heads out of the gutter, people. All right, so I keep getting distracted by this stupid puppet. Anyway, so Barack Obama tells Joe Biden, give Iran $6 billion now. And the nuclear enrichment program is going to go ahead that Trump canceled this. Remember, Trump gets into office and says, we stand with Israel and we're not going to allow Iran to develop a nuclear missile, a nuclear weapon, because they have said openly, you have to realize something. Despite what the media tells you, the corporate media in this country, despite what the left tells you in this country, Iran was formed in 1979 as the Republic of Iran after they uh, came to power, the Ayatollah, to be the Re Islamic Republic of Iran. Their constitution is all about living under their version of Islamic Sharia law. And they want to destroy Israel and also everybody else who doesn't fit into their narrative, Saudi Arabia, et cetera. So giving them a nuclear missile is a bad idea. It's a bad idea. Trump kills the deal, stands with Israel. We move the American embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. And Jared Kushner works on the Abraham Accords, which is the most significant Mideast peace accomplishment in years. I mean, in decades, right? The guy who was going to start World War III, the guy who was Hitler is able to forge an alliance between the Jewish state and also Arab states. That leads us to where we are recently, which is that Saudi Arabia and Israel are about to sit down together, and Saudi Arabia is about to recognize Israel's existence, which is a huge step for progress. Iran hates Saudi Arabia. I think it's what motivated Hamas to do these horrific, brutal, terrorist attacks to try to stop that. And I think they, they, they are seemingly are accomplishing that as now the crown prince has come out and said he stands with Palestine. But Senator Menendez spoke out against giving Iran money. And all of a sudden, he gets indicted for something that was as old as 2019. These allegations go back to 2019, 2018, when Egypt turns around and says, we're going to make this guy, you know, uh, <clears throat> Bobby Fotzenguitz over here is going to be the halal guy for the entire country of Egypt. And they go to Bobby Fotzenguitz, do you know anything about halal? He's like, no, I don't even know how to spell it. They're like, that's all right. Menendez says you're good. He's the chairman of the Foreign Relations Committee. Egypt wants money, and these other Democrats and Republicans are trying to tie Egypt's money to their human rights record. Menendez says, don't worry about that. We'll get you the money. And you, but you got to make my friend the, the halal guy to certify all meat in your country as being certified under uh, you know, Muslim law. The guy had no experience doing it. He gets the gig. Menendez gets all these kickbacks, and everybody knows about this. This is all hiding in plain sight. There's a developer who's given Menendez money. The New Jersey State Attorney General's office wanted to go after the guy in 2018. Menendez intervenes. The Attorney General at the time, or 2019, the Attorney General at the time, uh, backs away, walks away from this. So why does Menendez get indicted now? You see what I mean? Because he's a Democrat, but he's an outspoken critic on the Iran deal and giving Iran nuclear power and billions of dollars to do it. 
But Barack Obama is running this country, and he wants Iran to get a nuclear weapon, and he wants Iran to be recognized as part of the League of Nations. If you notice very carefully the White House's language, they are still not blaming Iran for any of these Hamas attacks. On the one side of their mouth, they'll say, yes, there's no doubt in our mind that Iran has been Hamas's biggest funder. And then five seconds later, they'll come out and go, but, 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 we have no evidence that Iran is involved. Or, but they didn't have the six billion yet, so there's no way they could have given Hamas the money. As if, as if Iran is a poor country with like a, you know, like a, like a latrine and some rich crackers and they need the six billion dollars. They're one of the richest countries because of their oil and the fact they've been selling it to Russia and China. But the United States of America right now wants to see Iran succeed. So what is going to happen here is Iran is going to be viewed as having nothing to do with this. Mark my words. I'm not wrong on this. Because the president of the United States, not the puppet who falls upstairs, not this guy, but the actual president, Barack Obama, is hell-bent on Iran getting a missile. Isn't that right, Joe? You corrupt bastard. And he's so corrupt, (laughs) he's just lucky to be there. Am I right? What did you say? You pooped your pants? You did? Okay. We can change you during the break. Okay. You want to go back to sleep? Yeah. There we go. All right. Uh, I got to do a live read, don't I? I'm way late, as usual. Shocking that I follow all these breaks. What I got to do now, Matt DeSantis? Nothing? Yeah, save the live read. Save the live read. We just go to break? Yeah. All right, we're, we're live at the Grand Hotel of Cape May, New Jersey. We got a full house, and we're coming back. Don't go away. Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.